Looking to make your locker room pop? Looking to refresh your look? Looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that sideline. Well, I know one thing. If the last two weeks haven't proven it, this is why you play the games. Hello, everybody. Terry Vinegrant Goodwin here. Sideline to Sideline, the state semifinal show. That's right. You didn't hear for 2A, 3A, or 4A because we're going to do them all in one big badass show right here on L4 Media brought to you by SI Design and Printing. And... I mean, seriously, and we say this every year, but for this year, it feels a little different. Man, the games that have been played the last two weeks, the results that have happened have just been absolutely crazy. Yeah, they have. And this week's slate. <clears throat> Sorry, wrong one. Go ahead. Yeah, cough button. Yeah, you're number one now. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, 2A, Division One and Division Two. What tasty matchups here in the semifinals, man. And it, it, they're all going to be slobber knockers, right? Yeah. And that's what it should be to earn the right to go to Arlington. Well, and just through the whole classes that we cover, 2A, 3A, and 4A, um, it, it, you know, it just certain divisions, it felt like you were destined to have this team be the, either, if not the state champion in the state championship game. Uh, and, and we love those teams, but, man, it's so fun when you can look at 4A Division Two now and go, man, I, I can make a case for everybody that's left, including Glenn Rose, uh, of winning state. And, and that's the fun part. I mean, the, the, the dynasties are great. You know, the Refurios of the world, the Marts, the Carthages, the Alitos. You, you like those because they represent something that's fun to follow, but it's also fun when you see those teams get beat and you have a new champion. Yeah, look at 2A Division One and 2A Division Two. 2A as a class. Um, all the teams in the semifinals have four losses total amongst them. We've got, what, one, two, three, four undefeated teams against some other teams that have four total losses between them in 2A Division One and 2A Division Two. You don't see that a lot of play, uh, in a lot of classes. Yeah, not and especially not in this area where you see teams that are playing each other more across the regions and stuff. Uh, and the funny thing is, is one of the teams that has some of the losses is is the team that pulled off maybe the biggest upset of the 2A playoffs, uh, Ganado beating Refiro. And not just beating them, but 41 to 12. They had a couple defensive turnovers. They did something that nobody has done except for maybe Holly last year in, in the state championship game. And that's make Refiro go one-dimensional 
yeah. forced him to throw. And as great as that passing game could be for Rufio at times, it was always predicated on Ernest Campbell. And I know they used him at wide receiver. Forced him to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, you, you, the running game allowed the passing game to be opened up. The Indians just shut them down for a night. I mean, again, it goes back to this is why you play the games because we had it as a – I thought it wasn't going to be much different than the non-district – or the district game. And, I mean, Gennady – Refiro and Refiro's been doing this in this this region for 10 years now. But, you know, Gennady's season had ended so many times at the hands of Refiro. And sometimes the, the, the bow breaks the other way. And, again, that's why we like to play it. And so here we are. Let's go ahead and start in class to a – uh, Division One. Wait, what's going on with the thing? Oh, there we go. Sorry, the restreams is acting weird. Um, <clears throat> before we talk about Timpson Ganado, let's go ahead and start out in Region One versus Two. Uh, you've got Stratford, you got Toller, you've got two teams that have been headed this way all year long. Yeah. This, as great as Ganado Timpson is, and as great as Timpson Refurio could have been, Stratford Toller feels like two two A heavyweights just about to get in the ring and go blow for blow. Yeah, I don't know what to know about this one or to say about this one. Stratford fourteen and zero, Toller thirteen and one. This is over in Vernon on uh, Thursday at five o'clock. The early kick there. Yeah. Um, the great thing about this game is two great defenses facing off. Right, Stratford, their defense allows about ten points a game. Toller's defense allows about 11 points a game. And you got to factor in with Toller's defense, they gave up quite a bit um, to that, uh, the, the private school. Uh, uh, Dallas Christian, Dallas uh, Christian, 37 points. And in fact, right. And Dallas Christian has put up a lot of points this year. Yeah. And, and in fact, in the regular season, they gave up more points in that game than they did the rest of the season at regular right. non-district. I mean, the regular season combined. Now they did give up 28 in the playoffs to Italy, but they scored. Uh, 40 or 61 they gave up 19 to marlin but they scored 42 so yeah you, I, I think that's the big thing is you you take that number out and toller's defense is probably drops by about a point yeah. but i mean it's not so like we've Stratford's got two been, comparative defenses yes, exactly right? yeah so i you know i think for toller look uh peyton brown is back for toller fullback he had and and if there's any questions on whether or not he's back healthy well he is because he ran for 114 yards against Marlin last week, I think on the 16 carries. So that's big with, uh, for, for Toller's offense. And then Garrison Nason, uh, nation, the running back and then Isaiah blessing two big weapons in that, uh, uh, running attack yeah. for, uh, Toller. Um, but man, they're, they're taking on this Toller defense is taking on a, uh, offense from Stratford, the Elks, man, Bryce Braden has been money, a dual threat quarterback, a quarterback, uh, for Stratford. How'd they stop it? Uh, well, and, and this isn't a two, a quarterback that's small and scrappy and, and tough. This is a six foot three, 225 pound yeah. specimen at quarterback who will run you over. Uh, I mean, seriously, you almost have to worry with the winner of this game. Will they, will they be so banged up from the physicality? Uh, because look, again, no knock on Timpson or Ganado, they play football different, but just on pure physical alone, these are your top two teams when it comes to the physicality of the two, a division one. And I mean, this is, I I say it, this is two heavyweights just going to get in the ring and it's going to be right hand after left hand. You might see, you know, one of those where the, Teams are kind of conservative, feeling themselves out. But at some point, as my old coach used to say, at some point, game's on. And I, 
I've gone back and forth more on this game than I have on, I think, all the games that we're, we're picking tonight because it's just they are so evenly matched, in my opinion. Yeah, they really are, and that's what you want. Oh, yeah, it's 100%. Game. I I think the X factor here is for Stratford, uh, Jasu Lincoln, who what has ran around 1,000 yards this year. Um, you put that with Bryce Braden. I think that might stretch the Toller defense a little bit if you can stretch the, the Toller defense, um, I like Stratford, but I think it could go either way. You know, I, I, I just keep going back to and, and I know it doesn't always work this way, but Toller and Timpson, those are the teams that it felt like over the last three years kept coming up shorter than, you know, we thought they would. Of course, we've talked about it with mm-hmm. Toller. It was Crawford with Timpson. It was Refurio. Both of those have been taken out of the, the equation. So I'm going to go with the Rattlers. But I do want to point out the thing that we keep forgetting about with Stratford is if you remember their head coach, Matt LaVorne, right in in, uh, February or March, just decided, hey, I'm going to go be the offensive coordinator at Canyon. And they ended up naming, I think it was their secondary coach, Jonathan Murphy, as the head coach. That's impressive to me. Mm -hmm. And I know Stratford's one of those that's, you know, they're a program and they're they're built to win. And, you know, normally they go 12, 13 games, though. Last year, I think it was Cisco that upset them in the second round of the playoffs. But still, I think that's pretty impressive. But Peyton Brown, this Toller Rattler, the Snake Farm has has been rattling all year long. I don't think it stops now. Um, I, I I think Toller wins. I think this is a lower scoring game. Um, I, I think it's a twenty eight to twenty one type game. Uh, and give me Isaac Blessing making a big play on the last drive, and, and Toller wins. I, I, I think last man standing wins this game. Yeah, I do too. So you've got Toller and I've got Stratford. I think uh, Playoff Tree has Stratford as well. Is he wanting to talk? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, you just he's now picking games? Yeah, I'm just deferring to him. You know, this Playoff is kind of what happened with Coach X. I never signed on to that, and all of a sudden now he's like some big stud and he's got a Twitter handle. Is this going to be the same thing with Playoff Tree? I don't know. Because Playoff you Tree – No, I'm not asking him anything. Playoff Tree was like 50-50. Some people like Playoff Tree – some owner of the company was not big on playoff tree. I'm not going to say I caught somebody trying to steal playoff tree, but that was coach X and he was naked. So it probably had nothing to do with whether people liked him or not. But anyway, so you have Stratford, I have Toller, and this is the way it should be. We should not be agreeing on games like this. All yeah, right. You let's, wouldn't think. Now let's go to the other one in class two, a division one. That's Timpson versus Ganado. Of course, Ganado beats their district rival Refiro in the big upset. Timpson beats Garrison. Uh, and we were joking about this outside of the Ganado team. There were so many rematches this year that the scores were almost identical. And it was the same way with Timpson. They beat uh, Garrison in the regular season, 35 to 26. They beat him in the playoffs, 35 to 23. Look, it, w- we all know w- what it is with Timpson. It, it's Terry Bussey. It's JJ Garner. I think it's a defense that doesn't get enough credit at times. You know, they're not going to go out and necessarily hold teams to negative 20 yards, but they consistently hold teams in the 20s, and that's all you need when you have an offense like the Bears do. Well, and it's a very quick defense, and we saw that against Beckville yeah, good when point. we went out there. Uh, you know, this Timpson offense averages about 55 points a game. Ganado's defense only averages or uh, allows about 13 points a game. So there's kind of a something's got to give kind of thing, right? Yes. Uh, but I think Terry Buse, uh, Bussey and J.J. Garner, Amari Burton at receiver is going to make – I'm not going to say this Ganado defense look pedestrian because they won't because this Ganado defense will have something for them. 
But at the end of the day, I think they moved the ball too much on them. Now, Ganado with Bryce Allman, a great quarterback, almost 3,030 yards. That's uh, kind of gotten lost right? in the whole Refugio game. Is yeah. It's become talking about the defense, and, and, and rightfully so. The defense played well with a couple touchdowns. But at the end of the day, it was that offense that that kept putting Refiro in bad spots. Yeah, yeah. And I think playoff tree might have a pick. I don't know. Okay, what does he want to say? Well, I mean, Terry, do you not want to hear from, uh, from me, no, my just, pick? Just go ahead. Just what's your pick? All right, well, first of all, this game is at Wood Forest Stadium. And? I grew up in a nursery not too far from there, so it was great. Was this before you transferred to Pine Tree? Yeah, yeah, it was a nursery, and then I went to Pine Tree, it was great. And don't forget, I was a recruit coming out of high school. Oh, for what? Quarterback. I could have walked on at SFA, but they're the Lumberjacks, and, you know, who wants, what kind of tree wants to go play for the Lumberjacks? You're a Stanford man, I bet. Well, actually, yes. I tried to walk on at Stanford. Um, I was more of a pocket passer. I couldn't move very well. Oh, your roots were deep down? Very deep down, so I became the live mascot. A sequoia, I guess. You know, I'm a pine, a Douglas fir. You know, um, you're a pine and a Douglas fir. Well, more of a Douglas fir. I gotta say, Dad, he was a pine. Mama's a Douglas fir. We met at a bar outside of Beaumont, or Mom and Dad did. They got a little freaky in a Motel 6, and I guess that's what happened to me, so I'm a little bit of a mixed breed. So I'm a Douglas Pine slash fur. Um, so, so who's your pick? Oh, I guess we'll cut to that then. I like, uh, I like Timpson in this ball game. I think Timpson, um, probably gonna win it all in 2A. Did Coach X not have enough balls to pick this game? Or? He's not picked games all year in 2A. Oh, that's sad. Okay, well, anyway, um, yeah, so I'll see you, I guess, since I'm playoff tree. I won't get to pick any more or talk any more on the show until next year in the playoffs. So this is playoff tree signing off unless I get to... Get that gig as big tax at the state fair. <laughs> That's what I'm really shooting for. <laughs> Hola, Mexicans. Welcome to the state fair of Texas. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing more from Playoff Tree here tonight. So I've got Timson. You've got Timson. I still don't understand who the Playoff Tree picked. I think he picked Timpson, but I don't know. All right. So you have Stratford versus Timpson in the state championship. I have uh, Timpson versus Toller in the state championship. Either way, and if the Ganado gets in, that's any, a great final. Any way. of the matchups in this one is going to be perfectly fine. And again, that's what we say. That's that's all you care for. For people like me and you who don't have a true rooting interest of a team, 
That's all we want. We just want a good football game. Yeah. Uh, and we want a good matchup and we want it to be a fun one. All right, let's go over now to class two, a division two, and let's do the same thing. Let's pick the state semifinals Sunray versus Albany. I will never doubt Sunray again. I mean, man, <laughs> they are just putting up numbers. They're that playoff team that when you, you start you know to why see why they're putting up numbers, right? Why is that? Because one of the best quarterbacks in uh, West Texas or the panhandle, Armando Lujan, 4,000 yards passing around 100,000, 1,000 yards rushing. He's setting records that are up there with Kyler Murray, Tyreek Rawson for Sulphur Springs. I mean, this dude is doing it all. No, you're exactly right. And then what they're doing defensively, holding a Clarendon team that have been pretty darn good offensively through the playoffs and all year to six points. That's just, that's just mind blowing to me. Like I had no, I went with Clarendon, but you went with Sunray and I had no problem with that. I thought it was going to be a one or two possession game, but you get these teams, man. And and you look what they did. They had to battle with Wellington and Wellington's Wellington. And, and, and other than that though, they gave up seven uh, in the first round, six in the third round, they're just they're just rolling right now, but they're playing an Albany team that, you know, that Munster put a scare in them, and that, I, we all bit into the okay, Albany Albany starting to run out of gas, and Collinsville's got that great quarterback, and Collinsville's got that great uh, passing attack, and that kind of underrated defense, and Albany just said, "No, nah, we're good, and we're going to destroy them." Right. Fifty-two to, I'm not shocked that they won. I'm shocked that they won fifty-two to fourteen. You know, Albany only defensively is only allowing seven points a game. Yes. So you know, Lujan, as good as he's been, can he crack this uh, Albany defense? Man, I I don't know, but he's got really good weapons and uh, two receiver or actually three receivers that can stretch the field and Damian Berrigan. Dawson Bennett and Kagan Davis, right? Yeah. Uh, and then throw in Arnold uh, Mendoza at running back. This is going to be a tough nut for this Albany defense to to crack, but I just keep going back to Albany's physicalness. Adam Hill. On both sides of the ball. Adam Hill, Jackson Hole, uh, both Case running back. Yeah. Uh, Branson Bill. It just feels like Albany, you know, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. They had been a, a region one you know, region semifinal power for years. They just couldn't quite break through. And then when they would break through, they'd get upset in the semifinals. And last year they finally broke through and they get the state champion. And sometimes a program will either go back to just being, okay, we're back to being good. Or they all of a sudden make that next step. And now they're a state level consistently. And it just feels like that's where Albany's about to be. Yeah. Everything is telling me Sunray is going to win this game. But I'm just now leaning on the until you beat Albany, I'm going to pick Albany. Yeah, I, I think Albany's just look. I know Lujan is the X factor in this ball game, uh, and how Albany's defense handles him is going to be. Oh, key, that's going to decide right? a lot. Yeah, but I think Albany's defensive front gets enough penetration to just kind of muck things up enough where he's got to really, really work. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I think Albany wins this one. It's going to be a classic. Oh, yeah. This is going to be an absolute war, man. And it's great to see Sunray, a team that just a few years ago, back-to-back, two and eight, one and nine years to now, you know, they're sitting here, and this is only their 25th playoff appearance. And you're starting to see, though, laying that foundation down. You know, last year they were nine and three. This year they're 12 and two. That's how – yeah, you'll have some teams that just – 
they leap three or four years of, of development and immediately win a state championship. But for the most part, you can look and see teams at where they start. Look at Franklin 12, 13 years ago. They were always nine and three, nine and two. And then they started going, okay, now they're in the third round. Then they started getting into the fourth round. Sunray is starting to do that. And I think this is going to be an absolute battle. Again, I'm just, I'm going to go with the Lions until they lose. Over on the other side, I think we have one of the underrated going to be one hell of a matchups. That's Mart versus Chilton. And folks, what Chilton is doing in the playoffs at this point, they've given up 13 points and they've scored 132 points. And, and we're wow. not talking about beating crappy teams. They beat Falls City 53 to 7. They beat Granger uh, 45 to nothing. So I, Chilton right now is rolling. But oh, by the way, so is Mart. Love Lady played well against Mart for two and a half quarters and still get beat by over they 37 were, points. Yeah, they were within striking distance, yes. at least in the second quarter when I was yes. down at that. Yeah. And then Mart just became Mart. And that's yeah. the thing that, you know, we always talk about Mart and everybody talks about their athletes. And yeah, they're amazing. But Mart also just knows when to turn it on. And they did that against Love Lady. They end up winning comfortably, but man, I think this, the, the I story think of this game here is the two defense. Yes. Mart allows about eight points a game. Chilton about 9.6, somewhere around there. So defensively, this could be a defensive battle with offensive stars being the, the, the star of the show. Yes. You know, I mean, look at, uh, JD bell for Mart, uh, Montreal Matlock, the quarterback, uh, for Mart, but then you go over to Chilton and Chilton and um, uh, Mark Taylor, who is one of the best utility type players out there in class two a, and then Decorian Evans, who is a huge, uh, uh, what 1500 and some odd yards rushing uh, type running back and Isaiah red, who has thrown for over 3,600 yards. You know, Chilton a couple years ago, they kept struggling to get past Tennehaw, and they finally did. And then Mark two years ago destroyed them 56 to 10. Now it's Mark once again in front of them. This time, instead of being in the same region, they're in, in you know, different regions. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm not trying to forget who Mark is. And I'm the one that's been saying, like, people keep, you know, Mark's not being talked about. It's Albany, it, it, you know, and it's mainly Albany, but. Uh, people keep forgetting March still there, but something tells me the pirates are going to find enough offense. I'm like you. I think this is a lower scoring in the twenties type game. I think mm -hmm. there's going to be some big plays. And Kinda I think just shocks me that Mart and Chilton has not played in the regular season. Yeah, they I know. road from each other. Right? I mean, that I know of them. Let me see. Maybe, no, or maybe I, they, they haven't, they haven't, they've only played in the playoffs. So um, I, I believe so. Go uh, look at, Look it up, but well, I can they, only look up through 2018, and they don't. They haven't no, played. No, I meant this. I meant this season. I'm sorry. Oh no, they didn't play this year. No, yeah. I know that. Yeah, right, uh, right down the road. Yeah, they are right formidable. down the road. Yeah. In fact, you can make the case why are they in separate regions <laughs> because they have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why, but I, I think the Pirates win this one. I think it's gonna be like again 28, 27, 21, 20, something like that. But I, I think the Pirates have just enough to get past them this year. I've got. Oh man, I was going Chilton until you said. Well, you're you allowed to go Chilton, Chilton too. Or you're saying my picks are so bad that if I go, you immediately go to the other one? Well, pretty much. I get you. That's that's fair. <laughs> no, I, I do have Mart in a very close one. Sweet. So, like, high scoring, low scoring, uh, any scoring? I mean, mid. I think when you think it's going to be low scoring, is that's when it hops up on you. Yeah, right? that's. That, I've noticed that. And it, it might not be like. It I might, think it'll be a 35-30 type game. 
Yeah, in today's world, that's average scoring for high school football. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how when you, we'll see a game and you think it's going to be high scoring and it's not, and you you see a game that you think will be more defensive, and there's a lot of points, but when you go look at the yardage totals, it doesn't match because there's big plays here right. and there. Yeah, and, and and this game is gonna come down to the old cliche: penalties, turnovers. Special teams. Oh, yeah. Special 100%. teams is going to be huge, too, by the way. But we're, we're being very Somebody's cliche. Gonna, yeah, but I mean. But we're going to be right. Everybody's, I mean, that's the first three yeah, things you should look at. Special teams, penalties, turnovers. turnovers. Yep. So whoever wins two out of those three wins this game. All right. That is 2A in the books. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do it all again for 3A right here on the SI Design. Sideline to sideline, state semifinal shows on L4 Media. Helmets don't protect every direction of force. And in some sports, uh, a helmet just isn't part of the equipment, like basketball or soccer. Hockey has a small type of helmet. They just don't protect you against all the directions of forces that come into play. You can get forces on top of your head, on the side, on the back, but under the chin, there's nothing to protect that except for a physiologically positioned jaw. Putting your jaw in its physiologic rest position brings the actual jawbone away from the skull so that when you receive that force from an impact, that force doesn't get translated through the joint into that cradle of the skull, injuring the brain. L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. All right, Terry Bennett back here. Wanted to also give a shout-out to Everidge Farms. You can find them online at everagefarms.com. If you like meat, they're the place you want to go as you can buy farm raised from birth to harvest. Harvest, that means that like they grow them and they put them like in the tiller and they cut them up like wheat, right? Uh, no, they usually put a bolt through their head. Oh, so I uh, I had the pleasure of getting to see that in person a few times. And that the pleasure? Well, I meant that like sarcastically. Serial killers would say that. You know what they? You should see what they do to trees, man. They put them feet first when they go to the thing, and that's supposedly so you can hear them scream. Just saying. What do what What do you think about that? Hey Terry, this is playoff tree, and I don't think we should be talking about wood chippers right now. I I think playoff tree is just Grant in a voice disguise. That's my whole thing. I think it's like the Wizard of Oz. Grant's Grant's a god to me. Um, like he is to so many other people, but we're not talking about Grant. I don't like the fact that you bring up wood chippers. I'm just saying. I was just freaking out. It's an ad read for Average Farms. That's all, buddy. Don't, I don't know. Don't make an enemy like Coach X did. Oh, are you saying that you and Coach X have some issues? Well, we're, I mean, we're on speaking terms. He tried to take me out to Rick's Cabaret the other day, but, I mean, how can you sneak a tree into a You can just tell him you have a Woody. But I'm bumped. Oh, wait, hang on, hang That's on, hang on. That's where I was going with that. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Terry. There we go. <laughs> We've got bits Maybe I'll check out of this, because that was pretty cheesy. All right, all right, playoff tree. Anyway, we want to thank Everidge Farms for being a sponsor. You can find them online at averagefarms.com. The best thing they have is their boxes, their monthly specials. Like they have a farmer's box. They have the West Texas meat box. Uh, and basically you get a 
a whole ton of meat for a great low price. So check them out, Everidge Farms. You can also find them on Facebook at EveridgeFarms.com. What? Ladies, you get a lot of meat if you go out with me. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Sorry, he... Uh, all he right. Said, I, we'll just... That's just we just probably need to put him back in his box. Uh, just, well, he's got to be here through February, man, because if, if you don't notice, the playoff tree has also NFL helmets because that's the playoff tree for the NFL season as well. Oh, man, um, look at him hitting the hitting the pros. Yeah, he don't have he's no... Kept, he went high school, skipped college, yeah. and going pro. Well, that's why if you notice there's... What this, is he, LeBron? The, if you notice, there's the old Southwest Conference Cup glass right there oh, in the middle. Oh, I see it. And then I, well, you can't see because of the thing, but we have the... Longhorn helmet down there celebrating. Hang on real quick. <laughs> that was bad. God. That's why I knew I had to just. developing we, sneeze. I knew we just had to let it go, that though. That looked like a Eustace Bulldog <laughs> draw play. Okay, why is this the second time? I don't know. You're just, just, just in a kick Eustace. All their plays hey, took five minutes to develop. You, you want to you wanna know what a bad start to your career is? What's that? For one year, I had to do a Kemp and Eustace coaches Ooh, show. And this man. is not the Kemp of five years ago that somehow made it to the state semis. This was the Kemp of, well, it, it's a lot of just, no. So that's how you end up here with me in yeah, playoff tree. Exactly. <laughs> that's how playoff tree. You, you have to do a couple of those shows. You get saddled with playoff tree. All right, let's get into class 3A Division One. Oh, and by the way, before we do all that. Listen. We're just bits upon bits. Don't give it to you. All right, it's Coach Jack. He's a real coach in the Texas high school football world. He likes to fax in stuff to us each and every week. Here we go. Getting down to the big time. I ask you how much I ask you how much better is our system than college football? If we had the same system, there would be a good chance Franklin would not have made the playoffs, and yet they're still playing. Hey, what does the playoff tree think about that? Actually. On second thought, don't ask the playoff tree. That thing haunted me to the very depths of my soul. The playoffs are supposed to be a festive time of happiness, and our playoff tree has the voice of evil. Is the playoff is the playoff tree's mother named Rosemary? Was it born on June of six, of sixth of June in the sixth round of the playoffs? I need an old coach and a young coach. Whoa. The power of the playoff compels you. Yes, I know. Okay. The power of the playoff compels you. Have Roger Stalvak throw a long bomb to Drew Pearson close to the playoff tree. <laughs> I believe that has some religious connotations to it. No, by the way, I went like 29 and three last week. No, you didn't. I, I don't know. We don't count. I'll do the picks. No, actually, he did. I, I was reading his stuff today when I was cleaning up the from the last show. Yeah, you don't realize the crap i have to throw away after grant gets done out just standing here for a night now him and playoff tree are drinking together and trying to watch uh you know messed up porn on the cable channels and so it's just it's a this this job sucks sometimes all right let's go to class 3a division one we're gonna start out in the region one versus region two because you want to talk about a a matchup of will versus will power versus power who pushes who the most is gonna win this game Rematch of last year, Brock versus Malakoff. This is going to be a great one. Yeah, it is. Brock 11 and 3, Malakoff 14 and 0. This is 7 o'clock over at the Ford Center in Frisco. Uh, me and I guess Jimmy will be there. Yep. You're going to be watching online. You yes, got sir. some other stuff to do, but I will definitely be on there, uh, be at this game. Uh, 
man, this again, just like two A, two defenses. What's up? <laughs> Was that urine or water? There's water. Okay, just what is wrong sure. with you tonight? Just, I don't know. I can't see you. Playoff trees in the I'm way. Trying to, I know he's he's already <laughs> he's become like a pain in the ass in the relationship. Uh, he has. He's kind of maybe we. Get rid of the guy. Oh, I tried to burn him last night, and it didn't work. Just <laughs> skittered across. <laughs> Two defenses right here. Brock's defense only allows uh, allows under 12 points a game. Yeah. And Malakoff's defense allows just under nine points well, a game. Well, and you're talking about a Brock team that in the non-district played the likes of Wimberley and Gunner and gave up 28 and, and 35 in Pleasant Grove. And only so gave up 20 to Pleasant Grove. I think it was 20, right? Yeah. And a No, it was 10-6. Was it 10? Yeah, okay, they, yeah, again, they only scored after the what That's would right. have been the go ahead, kneel down win and the fumble. But now Gunner put it on, put 35 yeah. on them, but you throw that out and that average is way lower. Well, right? I'll put it this way against 3A Division One teams this year, they've given up 17, 20, 33, about 42 points total. Yeah, total. Not bad. Wow. Not bad at all. Now, they're going up against a Malakoff offensive line that is huge. I don't think you realize how big they are until you see Malakoff in, in, in person or on film. They are huge up front. Mike Jones, at quarterback, is a beast. He is a grown-ass man. And, and, you know, the thing about him is – He's not one of those quarterbacks that you can actually say this is what he does great because he just does what's needed. Yeah. If you need, if he needs to go out and throw for 225 yards and four touchdowns, he'll do that. If he needs to run for 145 yards and three touchdowns, he'll do that. And if he a needs to do both of them in the game, will yeah. allow you to do anything oh, yeah. you want. And, 100%. And Malikoff's offensive line is the unsung hero of this Malikoff team. Now Brock has an equally as good offensive line, right? Yes. Brody Woods is hey. head quarterback has been allowed to grow into this position because of that offensive line. Uh, Brody Woods has thrown for 2,240 yards and ran for almost 1,100 yards. And to me, this year, he has put Brock's offense back into a position of strength. I didn't feel last year, even though they made it all the way to the state championship game and was within one drive of winning that, I never felt if their offense would have been forced to that they necessarily could have gotten to a shootout. I yeah. think this year's Brock Eagle offense, Carson Finney on the wide at wide out. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Britton um, Burrows. Yeah, Britton Burroughs just play after play last week against Paradise. Taylor, uh, our c cameraman and producer of this show, he was out there and he shot the what was basically the game finishing catch. And I mean, he goes up between two defenders and just pulls it down. And, and this is feeling. I don't know. Brock just feels different than they did last year or the year before last when they made it to state, but then weren't able to finish it. But in saying that Malakoff, I mean, they took last year's thumping from Brock and they used that all off season. Uh, they used it whenever they were tired of working out to remind themselves that, Hey, Brock's still working out and Brock out physicals that score last year, 21 to 10 doesn't tell you how bad Brock dominated Malakoff. At one point, Malakoff had like five first downs. Um, Malikoff is better this year. Brock is better this year. Who's better for this game, though? What are your thoughts? I, I've been going back and forth. I, I came into the studio wanting to pick Malikoff. Yeah. 
Um, since then, I switched about five or six times. I'm actually going Brock with that defense. Um, I know Malakoff's defense is really darn good, but I don't think they played the level of the defensive front Malakoff hasn't uh, that Brock has in the linebacker. That's a good point. And you throw in Brett Tutter at, at running back, who's just a battering ram. Then you can throw in Vance Guthrie at running back for Brock. I, I think Brock wins this one in an absolute classic. Um, but I could see Malakoff winning this oh, game, Oh, yeah, this too. is a one There's possession There's a scenario game where Malakoff wins by 10 points. But I'm just going by feel right now. And that Brock defense and the way this offense and Brody Woods is starting to just get better and better, especially since that uh, Gunner game. Yeah. I- I'm going Brock in a very close one. All right. Let's see what Coach X has to say, and then I'll give you mine. Hey, remember when you two went to the Brock Gunner game and came back and was like, Brock is terrible. They're going to get trashed. I don't think we ever said that. And y'all were going on and on about how Winsboro was just as good as the Tigers and would give them a game. Yeah, we did. I'll admit that. Well, 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 looks like the glove is over on the other shoe on top of this shelf now. Yes, you both did. Taylor, play that back for him. Taylor hasn't been doing that for a couple of weeks now there, buddy. But, yeah, you keep pretending. Dynamite producing job there, Taylor. If nobody's told you you're doing a hell of a job, you've somehow made Terror Bear look more like Bam Bam Bigelow. Good job. I'm still p- picking Malakoff, though. I'm like you. I went back and forth. Um, can I tell you after the game's played? Yes, uh, you can. You I'm going to go Malakoff. Are you? Okay. I I just, I don't know why. Um, I I just feel like what they. Probably because they're pretty damn good. Probably. (laughs) That might be why. Uh, But, I mean, they what they did to Winsboro last week. Oh, dismantled. A really good Winsboro team. Yes, and all jokes aside about it, that was a really good Winsboro team with a really darn good quarterback and a great wide receiver core. Um, And and I just, I go back to, and I'm actually going to use Matt Diggs on this because he brings up a good point. Even in this win streak through the playoffs, Brock just turns the ball over. Like they had a couple last week. They had a couple mm-hmm. the week before. And, and usually because of who they're playing, that doesn't hurt them. You can't do that against Malakoff. I don't think you can have two turnovers against a team like Malakoff and expect to win. Brock forces turnovers in big games. Oh, yeah, they do. But I'm just saying, though, offensively, they, they just have a habit of turning the ball over. I mean, you yeah. go look at that Franklin game, and what lost them the game was the fumble that – Again, kind of like the Pleasant Grove, bad luck. He's getting held up and he can't fall down. But, I mean, that's just what Brock has done, and, and they're good enough to usually get past that. And, mm-hmm. and they are good enough to do that and get past Malikov. I just don't think they will. Uh, I, I think Mike Jones is going to have to have the game of his life. Great thing is, is whoever wins this, they're going to have to turn around and then have the game of their life in the next round because we're about to talk about that. But give me Malikov okay. in a very, very close game. I kind of feel like what we were talking about earlier. I kind of feel like this might be higher scoring than what people are thinking. I kind of see both offenses making some big plays. I'm get, I'm taking Malakoff 42 to 38. Whoever wins this game scores over 35. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think you're yeah. going to have to actually score in this one. Um, yeah. And again, watch it'll be like last year, 21 to 10, 300 yards right. of total offense between both teams. But anyway, uh, I've got Malakoff. You've got uh brock brock and coach x has herpes all right let's go over to franklin versus edna and we're on the same page (laughs) coach x and i are like this we're cool 
Well, like, how cool are y'all? Do like y'all y'all share certain medication together and stuff like that? I'm just asking. No, not on yeah. any medication uh -oh. other than Advil after tonight. <laughs> after tonight. All right, let's go over to the other bracket. We've got a rematch of last year: Franklin versus Edna. Of course, Franklin got the rematch themselves against Lorena this past week, winning 49 to 27. You were at that game. Yeah. And, and I mean, as great as that Lorena win was in non or in district play, uh, I even told you this when we did the fan and show, by the way, you can hear the Franklin show. It'll be recorded on Wednesday afternoon. I'll have it up as soon as it's done. He had a quiet confidence about this game. I mean, he had all respect to Lorena. He knows how great Lorena is. Even he talked about it. This was their ninth matchup. Franklin now uh, uh, has the series lead five to four. That's how good these two teams are against each other. Mm -hmm. But he really felt that if they just cleaned up some of the things they did in that first game, that they would be all right. And, and, and they man, were. They cleaned it up, yes. too. I mean, Jaden Jackson did what Jaden Jackson does. But the X factor here in the playoffs for Franklin is Devin Hedrago has just been on fire the last six Five, six and he's weeks. a great story. His stepdad oh, passed away. That's right. Um, and, you know, Coach Fannin talked about it last week on the show. You know, this was a guy that was very ingrained. Everybody in Franklin's ingrained to the football program, and he was yeah. one of them. His name's Bruce. Uh, and he passed away, and he said, you know, they didn't really know how Devin was going to react. You never know how. And he has taken all that. And he over is so elusive, man. So elusive. And over the last six weeks, you can make the case that maybe he's been the best football player for Franklin. He he might have. But that defense for uh, Franklin's really stepped up with Major Kimbrough, uh, Braden Yore, uh, Cameron Zamora. That defense has been really darn good. Don't they, that's what they do in the playoffs, man. Yeah. They'll give up some points. And they'll give up some points in the playoffs, but you, you've got to earn them. And you look at what they've done, done the last two weeks – holding Little River Academy, a team that could score to 27, and holding a team like Lorena, who I think was averaging 58 points a game going into this and had scored 52 on Franklin uh, when they played earlier, holding them to 27, again, that might not be eye-popping until you realize the offenses that they're doing that to. Yeah, well, they'll need to be on top of their game this week against Edna because Jaden Clay, quarterback, Cade Rodas at uh, at running back have been money all year. Yeah, Edna's defense playing pretty well. They've given up some points. Not against, quite as good as they were last year. Right. Uh, but I think all in all, Edna's as good, if not better, total as a total team than they were last year. But I still like uh, Franklin by 10 to 13, 14 <laughs> points. Yeah. I, I, look, it, it, I, I love Edna. We, we loved, I love how they do their coming out and they have the, the corral and all. I, I love the fandom there, but this is just simply a bad matchup. Yeah. It was a bad matchup last year. Not enough has changed to, to make it a less bad matchup. Uh, I mean, most of these, both these teams returned almost everybody at key positions from last year. Last year was 41 to 13. I'm like you. I think Edna's better this year, but I, I don't think they're making up 30 points. So give me 42 to 28 type of game. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Let's see what coach X has to say. Hey, remember that time I picked Agna and you guys picked Blanco? But he's really living on that 29 to 3 thing. Uh, and and you said I was stupid. That was awesome. Who's stupid now, Larry? Hey, did y'all know that the playoff tree has the power of possession? He's really afraid of the playoff tree, man. This is kind of weird seeing him like this. I went back and listened to the show, and I think the playoff tree was speaking as Grant a couple times. Then Grant told me he got really sick that night and threw up a lot. Said the tree made him drink a lot. I think we need to burn that thing. Fannin and the Lions give a rock bottom to the Fighting Stone Colds and roll on to the Survivor Series next week. Yes, I know. Well, Coach X, 
Seems we got a little bit of a duel here, don't we? I think this is just you. I, I think I'm you're more just. I'm a loving kind of guy. I don't like to really fight, but if, I mean, you're asking me to a duel. I'm gonna tell Terry to hold my beer. I drink a lot of it. So, so wait, wait. But I'm gonna say this: you mess with the tree, you get the branch. Well, so I was I'm just about to ask you. So, do you pick out your own branch? Or do you ask somebody here, pick out the branch I'm going to use to whip your ass? Um, in Coach X's case, I'll ask him, hey, you can even pick the branch. Oh. Yeah. The only way you can get to me is cut my root. But my roots are pretty strong. They're deep. I don't even think Coach X has the physical ability to get to my roots to be out of I mean, you just can't. Well, so... I got to ask you this, uh, playoff tree. So, do you know Adrian Peterson? Do you did you have anything to do with that back in the day? Well, I was the one that actually gave him the nickname of AD. For yeah, all, all well, day. His dad was a lumberjack, right? <laughs> I think I don't know. Maybe it was a car salesman. <laughs> it was too. I don't know. But it was in Palestine, Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I had a girlfriend who was from Palestine, and she had a friend that was from Gaza. Well, wait, Gaza? Yeah, Gaza. Like you know, the like, Gaza Strip? Well, that leads into my next part of the story because we were at a club one night, and the girl from Gaza came up, and she's like, hey. I've got the Gaza Strip down below. Not a landing strip, a Gaza Strip. And I'm like, oh my gosh. A Gaza Strip. So anyway, Adrian Peterson's dad comes in and takes my girl away from me. And I'm like, well, that's actually perfect for me because now I get the Gaza Strip. And then he's like, well, I want you to meet my boy who I brought into a bar as 10 years old. And I was like, all right, I'll take that all day. You're going to be all day Peterson. A.D. Peterson. Then he went to Oklahoma and then turned coat. All right, let's go over to Class 3A Division 2. I'm so sorry, people. I'm sorry, too. I don't know why. This is y'all's fault. You put him, put him in the... Box fifty percent. I can. He's the playoff tree. It's the playoffs. We celebrate the playoffs here. Jesus. Okay. And we celebrate Jesus. All right. Let's go to Class Three Division Two. Here it is. We've been waiting all year long. I am so excited. Tide Haven versus no. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's a great. That's, that's a great a game too. Game. But let, let's talk about it. Canadian mm-hmm. Gunter rematch. Eight, nine? I mean, we're talking about two teams that have never played each other in the regular season, yet have maybe right now the best rivalry going in 4A down, and it's all because their games mean something because it's always for a state uh, championship slot, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's any different this year. Uh, Gunner, of course, beat Jacksboro last week 55 to 33 a game i was at canadian dispatched of wall 31 to 12 and and wall being wall they made canadian i went back to watch some of that when they made canadian earn every yard boy walls i i i mean they're always physical 
But man, Wall this year, they were pads of pop in there. But we get Canadian, we get Gunner. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, this is two defenses again. Once again, defense seems to be the theme of the story in the semifinals and on, right? Yep. You, I mean, if defenses win championships, this is the case for it, right? Yep. Canadians' defense only allows about 14 points a game. Gunner's defense only allows 6.8 points a game. Uh, you know, who's going to be more physical up front? I, I, I feel like Canadian with Cameron Cavalier, who has had a banner year, 3,700 yards passing, 1,400 yards rushing, and then the receivers and Luke Flowers, 1,380 yards receiving, Preston Neumeyer, uh, 1,150 yards receiving, and then a really good running back in Caden Cooks. Um, this is a de- uh, an offense that can push this gunner defense. I, I, I think Canadian can move the football on gunner much like Jacksboro did, but can Canadians' defensive front hold up against Walker Overman and that Gunner offense? And I don't know about that, man. That Walker Overman is such a tough dude to stop. Well, he gets I, lost behind that offensive line. You can't find him, and then boom, he's gone. Well, and the thing that I took away from that game, a Jacksboro was as was better than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. And, you know, again, part of it's because it's Jacksboro and they hadn't been this far, but I kept dismissing them. I dismissed them against Holiday. I dismissed them against Gunner. And, and Lando Belcher and them in that first half answered as good, as well as they could against Gunner. And we've, we've heard that Gunner might be beat up a little bit on defense and all. But the thing that even all that, what I took away from all that was Jacksboro gave everything they could did everything right outside of one interception in that first half. And yet Gunner just never let off the gas. Right. They just, they, they're fine. Hey, you score. That's great. We get the ball quicker. We'll go score again. Oh, you scored again. Awesome. We're going to do it again. Right. And we're going to bet you. And it's the same thing. So me and intern, no, Canadians going to have a better defense, way better defense than what Jacksboro had. Yeah, I would. I don't think they stop. Can I, I? don't think they stop. Well, I don't think they. I, I don't think this think is another high-scoring game. I, I. I think Canadian has to get three or four stops in this game. Yeah, that's a good point. Whoever wins is going. They might give up, and I don't know if they will. But I'm saying, whoever wins might end up giving up 35 points, and, and it'll look bad. But go back to well, I was about to say go back to that Seattle Dallas game where that def- you just need the defense to make three stops. Every, yeah, let yeah. the offense take care of everything else. You just make the three key stops when we need. We're going to get out of there with a win. I, I think and that's if you're the question. going to this game, like I'm going to this game, right? Yeah. I think if you're going to this game, expecting to see the same type of game as you did last year. 21-20. It's, it's not going to happen. And that's a game Canadian probably should have won. I, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that last touchdown is a legend of, well, you know, a legend were, of lore. Canadian was running the ball on, uh, on, on Gunner, you know? They were, but Gunner found a way to win. Yeah, there was a questionable call at the end that, uh, you know, Canadian get, didn't get that touchdown. Um, but that's the kind of game it was. I, I don't think it's the same type of game. No, I, I think both offenses are just better this year. And I yeah. think both defenses are fine. I just think both offenses are just at a different level this year. Yeah. All right, so who do you have? Um, I'm going go- – oh, excuse me, Gunner. <laughs> That. I think so. Yes, I'm going Gunner in a very close one here. Yeah, I'm going Gunner as well. Um, 
I, I still think at the end of the day, Gunner is just they're a machine. I, Canadian's a machine against, too, but it's just different. I, I, I know they're probably playing with some injuries. They had some dudes oh, out, yeah. right? But uh, to the, I, as long as Walker Overman's in there and they got two, uh, three of those five offensive linemen, they're going to be hard to stop. Songs will be written about Walker Overman. He is just, you don't see that type of quarterback anymore. Yeah. And, and he does it so well. It's just absolutely awesome to watch. All right, let's see yep. what Coach X has to say. Wow, this is awesome. Gunner versus Canadian 8. The fate of these semifinals. Well, I didn't see that movie, and I don't really want to see this one. When is the UIL going to say, hey, to hell with it. Make Van Diesel the head coach at Gunner. Roll the credits and Jumbotron at ACU, and we have a Wiz Khalifa song playing over them. Every time I walk out of one of those movies, I say, damn it, Van Diesel, you got me again. PSA, real fast, it is the cold and flu season. So you Gunner kids, did you get your shots back in October? Or did you get kicked out of school the last week of October? <laughs> wow. Somebody's salty. Yeah. Uh, Canadian wins. We know he's going to go with Canadian. But this is actually one of the few times that he goes against Gunner, and it's actually not a bad pick. Uh, I, I, I haven't gone back and forth on this one as much, though. For some reason, I'm really comfortable with, I, I think, Gunner. I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be close, but I, I think Gunner will win comfortable by the end. I, I am not – comfortable in my gunner pick okay though i do think they'll win i'm just i canadian look how good they were that especially oh that yeah i know half oh i know bushland oh i know totally different team but uh bushland was from gunner but i, I just how physical canadian is I, it, oh no, you're not hard, wrong. I, I, I don't know. Pick against them. I don't know. I just, it, but I do like Gunner. It, it felt like to me the Jacksboro game was perfect for Gunner. It challenged them just enough to remind them, yeah, that the, hey, you, you can't get comfortable. You've got Canadian next week, and it's funny how you and I were just talking about this. Uh, Duncanville North Shore has kind of gotten old, but for some reason, Gunner Canadian no. because every game's always different with them. It, yeah, sometimes they're sco- high scoring, sometimes they're not. I, I don't know. They're just fun to watch. All right, let's flip over to the other side. And I want, I do want to congratulate Tidehaven finally getting over the hump, getting into the state semifinals. They were down multiple times last week uh, by a couple scores. In fact, I had thought they were, I thought it was done. And then Jeremy Hargrove, our Columbus fan, I think he has a cousin that's the head coach at Tidehaven or he knows the guy. He messaged me and goes, they finally did it. They pulled it out, double overtime, 34 to 28. And all of a sudden, the Tigers kind of have that magical feel about them that you see teams that that are everybody knows is good, but they just continue to get better week in and week out. And here we are against Dangerfield. This is an underrated, really damn good game, Grant. Yeah, it really is. Look, let's go to Tidehaven. Man, their defense has only allowed 69 points all year. And their running back, Joseph Dodds, probably one of the best players in the region, averages 150 yards a game on the ground. Yeah, is he going to A and M? That I don't. know. He's going somewhere. He's a D one guy, and okay. he should be. Good's uh, a beast. And give the what I've been impressed with is as they've gotten in the last couple of rounds of the playoffs, where teams are better and they have given up points, uh, that offense has been able to match them. You know, just just drive for drive, and that was the question that we had about them because you know they have a sophomore uh, quarterback in Kel Russell, and he's really good. 
but it's basically been Joseph Dodds in the defense. Yeah. It's good to see against Rogers scoring 56 against Poe scoring 34 that when you need to score, you can, because I, as good as their defense is, I think they're going to give up some points to Dangerfield. And I think they're going to have to well, score if they want to win this game. Exactly. Because Todd Haven has not uh, matched up against an athletic team like Dangerfield yet. Oh, I don't no. care who they played. Dangerfield's the most athletic team they'll see in the next 15, 20 years. Yep. I mean, Dangerfield with Chase Johnson at quarterback, uh, Kenny Mosley and Aaron Hampton at receiver, Ashton Williams at running back, a very quick defense for Dangerfield. If Dangerfield shows up and plays the way they're capable of playing, they're going to make life hell for Todd Haven. Now, I will say this. Joseph Dodds for Todd Haven is a lot like Peyton Brown for Toller was right he can take over a game oh yeah and if todd haven's gonna win it's gonna have to be within the uh between the tackles i mean is this not a game you're telling dodds well i mean they've been telling him all year but you tell him hey buddy 45 carries might be yeah, what's needed yeah you you're gonna have 45 50 carries tonight and then next week you're gonna have to do it again 200 carries. after that you can rest you don't have to play basketball you don't yep. do anything this is what you got to do i think they're up I, I think todd haven is up against it though with the athleticism of Dangerfield. I mean, when Dangerfield comes out and plays the game they want to play, they're hard to beat. Almost nobody can beat them if they play the way they want to can play. I like Dangerfield in this game, though I do think Todd Haven can make it an interesting one. All right, let me see what Coach X has to say, and then I'll give my pick. I have to – I have still – I have still – oh, the weird writing here. I have yet to receive an answer to the question of why Dangerfield has an I in their name. While Taylor is looking that up, I think he thinks Taylor does a lot more research than we've ever even asked Taylor. In fact, I just told Taylor whenever he hears his name, just ignore it if, if he's watching the show. Uh, well, this is a much – wait, I'm sorry. Uh, can't find it, neither could I. Taylor, where is it? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the line. While Taylor is looking that up, let me ask this. Where is Tidehaven, Texas? Can't find it, neither could I. Taylor, where is it? What's that you say? It's an El Matron? Well, that's a much cooler name than Tidehaven. El Matron High School, home of the fighting – It's actually El Maton. Oh, Maton, excuse me. El Maton. So – the R silent got you. Okay. El Maton. There's no R in there. Coach X. Oh, he spelled. Oh, okay. That's what it is. So I yeah. can blame him. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Awesome, man. Really helpful when you actually step up for me for once. I mean, we've been in the 16-year relationship, I mean, and Coach X has only been here for like I'm always, seven. I've always got your back. Home of the fighting. Well, okay. So if he spelled that one wrong, <laughs> home of the fighting Lucadors. <laughs> That's a badass name. Or home of the fighting banditos. Elmatone bandit. That's actually a pretty damn good name right there. Yeah. Hell yes. I'm going with the upset here. Give me the banditos over Dangerfield. Give me Tidehaven over Dangerfield as well. You are 100% right in one thing you say. Tidehaven. Y'all both have Tidehaven? Yes. You're 100% right in one thing you say. Tidehaven will not see the athleticism that in any point of their region that they will see against Dangerfield. But the takeaway I always get told by people in this region is Tidehaven is one of the more athletic teams of the region. I think they're good enough, and you still have the Dangerfield. How fitting would it be that Dangerfield beats Newton 
And then in the state semifinals, gets beat by Tate Haven. And I just think Tate Haven's a really damn good team this year. I think they're really good too, but I don't think they match up very well athleticism-wise with Tanksville. I think Tanksville wins have, this game all day long. I think they match up well enough with Joseph Dodds to be able to just grind Dangerfield down and get them frustrated. Hooks and, wanted to do that, couldn't do it. That's a good point. I ooh, that's a great comparison. Tight Haven's or just died with with the hooks off. Oh, that's pretty good. Speaking of, you said it best though. Wouldn't you love to see Joseph Dodds on the Dangerfield team? Just with that, <laughs> oh, I mean, that group behind him. But anyway, yep. that's class three A division one and division two. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna finish things up with class four A division one and division two state semifinals right here on SI Design and Printing sideline to sideline state semifinal shows. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe. Hey, there's Grant back on camera. We're talking Jet Boats of Texas. Hey, Grant. Hey, what? That you can guess what Jet Boats of Texas does. Um, They do poultry. Poultry. Sorry, didn't mean Beef. to hit that. Okay, Green. anyway. Um, you know, you, when I zig, you zag. Jet, jet cleaners. <laughs> okay, I actually, actually want to see that. You bring a, a jet boat into your house to clean it. That would actually be kind of fun to watch. Oh, that would be awesome. They build custom jet boats for you, whether it be fishing, whether it be uh, just, yeah. you know, wanting to Why travel the river. would you go fishing in a jet boat? As fast There's, as you can get there to the spot, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> What's the fastest fish? A marlin? Uh, I don't know. Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, that was a mouse. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. That's racist. <laughs> That's why they got rid of Frito Bandito. Yep. Well, D- Dallas uh, school, uh, Dallas There's ISD some... Stadium still have Fred Frito Bandito. Chip you can bags. still go to Sprague Field and find Frito Bandito bags. And they're still, very stale. Well, I still remember us thinking, "Oh wow, they brought that logo back," and then you pick no. up the chip, and it's like. Dust just, I mean, seriously, like the bag falls apart. It was sold. Anyway, we keep doing this to our sponsors. We do apologize. But, hey, I always tell the sponsors, you never know what you're going to get when you advertise with us. Check out Jet Boats of Texas for uh, for real. Uh, online, jetboatsoftexas.com. You can also find them on Facebook. You can find them on YouTube. They have some great videos of their custom build. And that's the great thing about them. You go to their website, 
You can start your custom build before you even have to talk to anybody. Kind of figure out what you want, kind of figure out the price range. Then you submit that, and then they contact you, and they start to work with you uh, to get your boat built to the specs that you want. Uh, and we do appreciate them for being the, uh, one of the sponsors here in the playoffs in 2024. All right, we've done 2A, we've done 3A, and now we're going to do a little 4A football. We're going to start in 4A Division One. As always, we start over on the left side of the bracket. If you're watching on the video screen, uh, man, you're talking about two teams that had to just at times gut it out and, and make some big scores when they needed to. Decatur and Anna both come up big. We get deprived of Stephenville versus Brownwood. Uh, but man, this, this is, it's funny because of how these two teams got here, Grant, but you and I literally had Anna and Decatur in the state semifinal in our big R's preview show back in August. Yeah, we did. And Anna won this game earlier this year, right? So oh, yeah, this, that's is right. The, this is the big rematch. Uh, Decatur's going to come at you all day long with, uh, they're all everything. Nate Palmer, probably one of the best, uh, running backs in 4A division one, uh, Landon Felt at receiver, Antoine Gal Gilbreth at receiver, two really darn good receivers to stretch the field. But it all comes down to me for Anna Zeandre Williams, a quarterback, a, a true dual threat quarterback. Dude. Ronald Bell, Sean Steens, both at, uh, at receiver, really kind of stretch the field and give Williams room when everybody turns their back to cover uh, Steens and Bell. So watching the highlights, Jacob Emmers, I mean, he was beat up for parts of the year. And so he kind of, you know, yeah. kind of like Peyton Brown, he kind of got forgotten about. But what he has done in the playoffs reminds you why yeah. so many colleges are looking at him. He made a one-handed catch this past week uh, in the Stephenville game. It was just absolutely phenomenal. He can literally, from the wide receiver, just take the game over. Yeah. Uh, and Well, they got two dudes. And Emmers and Seandre uh, Williams yes. who can take a game over offensively. And, and if you remember, that first game against Decatur was the first game of the year. That was Seandre Williams' first start at right. the varsity level. Yeah. Yes. 242 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, and this was a back-and-forth game. Uh, and, and typical of these two teams, in the second or in the fourth quarter, these two teams combined to score 29 points in that last quarter. Dude, this is going – I don't know if it's the best game. I don't know where these teams end up. This right here of the games that we cover, in my opinion, is going to be the most fun game to watch because this is one of those the games. The first one was fun. Yeah, 37 to 30. And, and this these two teams, hey, they're down two scores. They don't mind. Hey, yeah. we're, if they're up two scores, hey, we don't mind. We'll sometimes give that up. Uh, I, I think this is going to be an absolute, just one of those games that will be talked about for years. I, I think the winning team might need to score 45. I, I, I legitimately believe that. It's going to be 40-plus. The yes. winner has to score 40-plus. Give me Anna, though. I think they do it. Uh, their defense is getting a little bit better. I, I think their defense has been better all year over Decatur. That's yeah. Decatur's kind of been their their weakness this year and, and a lot of it is the schedule and i and get Decatur that has played one hellacious schedule yeah so i'm saying a lot of it is the schedule but again i mean when you're giving up the points to to those teams 
Anna's on those levels, and you gave up 30 to a, a team that was still figuring out their their whole quarterback thing, uh, and and that has been their weakness. And I just with, with, with Anna, it's not like they're going to go out and just absolutely shut down teams. But when you actually go and look at what they've done against good offenses, holding China Spring and Stephenville both to 21 in two of the last three weeks. Now they did give up 38 to Panther Creek. Uh, and that's the fun of these two teams. You just never know what you're going to get. I li- I'm like you. I like Anna in this game. I, I think it's going to be just one hell of a game. Now, let's see what Coach X has to say. Isn't this just like Anna? Everybody is always about Melissa. And, man, Melissa was hot, and she was early on. But then as time went on, she seemed to be less hot and less hot. And then all of a sudden, it's the playoffs, and you're hanging out by the hot tub, and Anna steps out takes her jacket off and you're like, damn, where's she been hiding that body circles, the hot tub to let everybody know what's up. And Melissa's just hanging out in the water saying, Hey coach X, remember my new house? You said you liked that. And what about that game versus China spring? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I'll call you later, Miranda or Melissa, whatever your name is. Anna, let me help you out of the hot tub, have a drink. Now it's a party. Give me Anna over Decatur. So we are going Anna over Decatur. He's just going about in a weird way. Yeah. What's Coach or what's the playoff tree? I said we haven't heard from him in a while. Well, Terry, um, I I kind of like Decatur in this one. Look, Coach X says, you know, you're in a hot tub with Anna, right? I'm the prime candidate to get all the chicks in to the hot tub. Everybody look like look. I'll go out to California, and all those tree huggers get me. In a hot tub with all those tree huggers, somebody's hand is going to absolutely slip down below my trunk. So let me ask you this, though. Are, are you, when you go out to California, are you not in, a little intimidated by the Redwoods? They're so much bigger than you, harder than you, stronger than you. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, look, I live here in Texas. And I'm Texas strong. But all these people from California moving into Texas... It's sooner or later all these sequoias are going to show up to them, and I'm getting a little pissed off at it, to be honest with you, Terry. All right, let's let's stop there before you go on some kind of rant that we're going to have to apologize for. Just Why would you apologize for a tree? I just I felt like he was about to go into a political side that, anyway. All right. Let him, let him go on. All right. Let's talk about the border. Terry. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. Chapel Hill versus San Antonio oh, Davenport. Okay. Speaking of the border of region three. Three and four. four. <laughs> this is, all right. So first off. Yeah. What a doozy here. Yeah. But first off, to China Spring, I apologize. You proved me wrong. I felt that y'all had reached y'all's lit y'all's ceiling last week uh in a matchup against kilgore a team that i thought y'all just didn't match up well against like china spring or uh, chapel hill i meant sorry did i say china spring i mean yeah, you hill. did sorry about that i was very confused that's so, well, you, you spend like 90 percent of your life confused so it's okay okay um I, I thought chapel Hill's ceiling was kilgore i even talked about two weeks ago that it didn't feel like chapel hill has progressed from where they were the last two years they were just kind of the same team they proved me wrong because they did. It's not just that they beat Kilgore. And I know you can make the case Kilgore key mistakes, but hey, that's what happens in football games. You, you, you take advantage of that. 
But to hold Kilgore to 19 and to win kind of a physical, ugly slugfest, I didn't think Cha- uh, Chapel Hill had it in him. So congratulations to the Bulldogs. I think maybe it's like fighting your brother. Yes. He's bigger. He's stronger, but you just kind of know him. You're not intimidated, so you go in and you just kick his ass like I well, kick Coach X's ass every week, and, right? And, and, yeah, <laughs> on opinions at least, and on opinions. Uh, but I look. I mean, Demetrius Brisbane, Ricky Stewart, Cameron Kelly. Those are the three just most athletic dudes in this region, all on one team for Chapel Hill. Um, you know, I don't think right now they're going to get out physicaled. They might play undisciplined on defense, uh, but they're playing so good offensively right now that even if they make any mistakes on deep on the defensive side of the ball, they're making up for it. Now, Davenport will make you pay with Tristan Hamlin, the quarterback, who's a you know what four thousand yard passer basically, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a different style of team that Chapel Hill's seeing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, Davenport's got a really good uh, receiver in Emmett Grayman, uh, 1,200 yards receiving so far. So, you know, Davenport and Stretchfield, and they got a really good running back, Barrett Fallon, that can hit you between the tackles, hit the edges. But I think this Chapel Hill team all across the board is a little bit too quick. I think they're playing so much better since that loss against Kilgore. Look, Sometimes a loss is what you need, right? Oh, yeah, I agree. And that loss against Kilgore, not only the loss, but the way they lost it, they got totally dominated. I think Chapel Hill recalibrated and made this team a lot better, a lot more focused. I think Chapel Hill wins this game, and they go to state to take on Anna. I want to give you this stat from last week's game. This blows my mind. Uh, Chapel Hill threw the ball six times Mm -hmm. for seven yards. I mean, yeah, seven yards, one interception. So terrible throwing. On the ground, 57 carries, 449 yards, three guys hit over the century mark. That's like 1983 Oklahoma with, with when you, you know, that was their big thing. Get over half a hundred, hang half a hundred on a team. Yeah. They didn't do that. But offensively, when they're doing that and they're not forced to pass, they're going to kill you. I do think this is going to be kind of the same type of game, though. I, I think Davenport has the depth to give this offense trouble. I just – I don't I, think they have the – quick look, I've, I've seen Davenport a couple of times online. Uh, I don't think Davenport defensively has enough speed to the edges. No, I, I think if Davenport wins, it's got to be a shootout. Uh, uh, it does. I, but and I, they can I don't do think that. They can, I, yeah, they can do that, but I don't think they have the the the, the speed defensively to, con- to set the edge and contain the yep. edge. No, and I totally I, agree with that. And I think Chapel Hill just, at the end of the day, will show how apparent the speed is compared to what that Davenport defense is going to It's be. weird right. saying this, but it, the higher the score goes, the better chance Davenport has in this game, in my opinion. Maybe so, yeah. Um, but now, I do say this. If Davenport forces Chapel Hill to throw, to throw 200, 200 yards, 250 yards mm-hmm. for the game, then Davenport wins. But I think uh, Chapel Hill will own the edges in this game and just outrun Davenport. Yeah, I, I like Chapel Hill. I totally agree. I, but I, I do think this is going to be a really good game. All right, let's see what Coach X Oh, it'll be a great game. I feel like I'm a bouncer of the semifinals nightclub with my clipboard letting people in the door. Chapel Hill, check. Good to see you again, sir. Have a good time. Hopefully better than last year. Region 4. Where is region four? 
San Antonio Davenport. Hey, are you <laughs> supposed to be here? You're going on my list. I've got Bernie, Cal Allen, Lampasas, no Davenport. What's that you say? You beat all those teams and you earned your right here. Let's see some ID. Well, I'll be damned. You sure did. You said your name was, <laughs> you said your name was Dickendolph. Oh, Davenport. Sorry about that, sir. Like it's going to matter. Bulldogs win big. I will point out, you and I said that Davenport in the Big R's preview show was a team to watch out for on this level. I think we did. And and they're here. And congratulations. I don't know where their numbers are, though. I kind of feel like they're immediately in the 5A next year. If not, though, they return the house. I mean, this is a program that was their first year last year. So these are all sophomores and juniors. So even in 5A, the Wolves are, I think, an immediate one of the it feels like schools are like that now. It ain't like it used to be. And Brock kind of started this. Hey, you started a new school. That's fine. You can win state in three years. Everybody does it. And it's just weird how that works. But I still have Chapel Hill winning this. I game. think Iowa Colony is the uh, mother load of that. Oh, yeah. Right. They're going to roll right into 5A and they're going to be perfectly fine next year. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's finish it up. We're going to go class 4A division two. Hey, did something big happen last week in this division? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think everything went to uh, exactly. exactly. I thought Gilmer would be Carthage. Oh, yeah. You thought it would be easy, actually. Glenn Rose would win. Yeah. And so, yeah, nothing, nothing I, so major. The, yeah. So that that's actually a fun thing. What was the bigger surprise? Well, it was Gilmer. All right. Glenn Rose versus Gilmer. Uh, let's talk about this one. Um, let's let's start with uh, Glenn Rose. Look, West Plains, great year. Uh, but the thing that you and I had talked about when we talked about them and I had talked about it when I was doing the Canyon show was you kind of worried, were they one of those teams is where they were? Is that why they're they're having these pretty wins? And when they played, the best team they played on their schedule was Bushland, and they got beat. First game of the year it was a great game, 47-41. But that, that always stuck in the back of my head. And here we go in this game. Glenn Rose gets up early and just never lets West Plains running game get going. They held King Talion as good as you can on the wide receiver uh, and one of the, the best receivers yes, talent too. And, and remaking their quarter. I mean, West Plains checked off all the boxes. That's yeah. why we both picked them. I, I mean, I was even, you and I had even kind of talked when we were talking about Belleville, you know, at the time, does Belleville have the best chance of Carthage? And we were like, you know, West Plains is physical. They might now Glenn Rose hold, held them to 13 points. That was the biggest shock to me. Not that Glenn Rose won, not that Glenn Rose scored 45, but that they held the wolves to 13 points. That surprised me. Yeah. That, that surprised that came me. out of nowhere, but I think, offensively Glenn Rose man they can sling it around like nobody else yeah, they're clinical in their passing game it's they that are. old school like Canyon you, Evans man 4,250 yes. some odd yards passing I mean like I, I I picked Gilmer to win this game I think with Caden uh, Tennyson at quarterback Will Henderson at running back and then the receivers that uh that Gilmer has I think Gilmer wins this game but I think Glenn Rose will push Gilmer uh, they'll make Gilmer's defense earn every bit of it. And Gilmer's defense is getting better, but Canyon Evans is going to give this Gilmer defense fits. And this type of offense has given Gilmer fits, not only this year, but through the last few years. He is, I mean, last week, 38 attempts, 381 yards, three touchdowns. He is just going to keep throwing and keep throwing and keep throwing. It's just how much time is he going to have to throw? I think he'll have plenty of time. I I I don't know. I think this this Gilmer defense it's heating look, up. It's it's heating up. But you see this Gilmer defense in the scope of work, the 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 schedule they played. Oh yeah. Given a, I I don't think Glenrose has played anybody 
like Gilmer. Oh no, I, I don't quickness and speed wise on either side of the ball. So I think that's gonna that's gonna throw Kenyon Evans a little bit out of sorts and make him give up the ball a couple of times. They're not gonna be able to run the football, I think, real effectively. And I know this Glen Rose defense is not gonna be able to slow down Gilmer. So I, I want to go back to as great as what Gilmer did against Carthage. You mm-hmm. still gave up 38 to Sunnyvale and had to hang on for dear life. But if Sunnyvale and Glenrose played. I'd have Glenrose would win by three touchdowns. I don't think it would be that close. I, I, I think Glenrose wins, but I think it would be a lot closer. Oh, you thought it would be? Okay, I get you. And I have no problem with that. Hey, Sunnyvale ended up being better than we thought. So did Aubrey, by the way. Yeah. I, I just know that, yes, Gilmer's defense has gotten better, but when they've played good offenses, they give up points. Glenrose is just that type of offense that has given them problems at times. You, you talk about oh, having they're going to give him some problems. You, you talk about him having time, and yeah, but Glenrose also their whole offense is predicated on snap, one step throw, snap, one step called, throw, snap, yeah, one exactly. step throw, timing. Yeah, and, and if if Gilmer's quickness can get back there and just disrupt it a tick, yeah, you know you're right about second. that. You're right about I mean, you know the will. scary thing. We keep talking about oh Carthage is young. It's next year for Carthage, dude. What do y'all think Gilmer is? Like Gilmer oh, is Gilmer's defense next year. Yes. Is going to be hellacious. I mean, and, and I think that, the, I mean, we've seen it, the, the, what they did and, and it wasn't the whole game and yes, Carthage scored and, and yeah, there was a couple really interesting coaching decisions that almost got it for Gilmer, but go back and look at that last play. That last play was, as you said, Gilmer coming off the edge, hitting Surratt. He fumbles the ball. They win the game. That's their their defense hasn't been great. It's been opportunistic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Gilmer, but I think we're having a repeat of last week with the score. I think it's a 42 to 40. Might even go into overtime. I I, I think both of these offenses are gonna carve each other up. It's gonna be a fun game. There's a lot semifinals should always be fun, but there is legitimately a lot of fun games. Just games that I don't even if I wasn't covering, I would want to watch. And this is one of them because I'm telling you what, Glen Rose just feels like that team that everybody keeps riding off and they just keep winning. All right, let's see what Coach X. I say it's Gilmer 42 to 21. Oh, wow. I do. I do. I mean, okay. We'll see. That's what I love about this show. Proving you wrong. All right, let's see what Coach (laughs) X has to say. The rumors of Glenn Rose's demise was greatly overstated. These two guys gave me two of my last losses from last week, but I called it kind of. I told you Glenn Rose had heard all year that they were not as good as last year. Terry talked a lot of smack about old Glenn and he finally snapped and said, Oh, really? Mrs. Bennett. Oh, okay. Mrs. Bennett. We'll have you show. Uh, we will. We shall show you. You mess with me too long. You get messed with Glenn. Wait, what? You mess with me too long. You get messed with Glenn Rose should have beaten Carthage last year. That is true. If you were at the game, you know this, but guess what? Gilmer did beat Carthage when they shouldn't have. So I'm rolling with the nuts to bust the, enough points in the winning game. You know, I was just thinking in my head, I am not, because people don't know, I usually don't try to read these. I like to read them cold because they're just funny. I literally was in my head was like, well, he hadn't said anything about the nuts. And then he finished it with about the nuts. All right, let's finish the night out with what I think just pound for pound is going, I can see this game going a hundred different ways. That's Belleville who dispatched of Jasper 28 to or 31 to seven. Uh, in a game that was, I, I watched a lot of that game on on replay, and man, 
Jasper gave Belleville trouble in that first half. But the thing about Belleville and you talk about it is they just wear you down and they just wear yeah. you down. And, and, and that, that linebacker for Jasper, Oh my gosh, he's good. Yeah. Uh, A&M, if he stays with A&M, they're getting a good one. He, he's going to be a force for a long time in college. I think or if I guess A&M gets Bussy and this kid. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Bussy's going to play probably in the secondary. That's our, our wide receiver. And, yeah, I mean, folks, you can put him anywhere. Yeah, I was about to say, and it's not his size. There's just something about him when he's on the field. It just some guys that you just you whenever they're on the field, you just know this is great. Yeah, that's Bussy. That's that linebacker for Jasper. Uh, yeah. Wimberly dispatched a sentence 38 to 13. I legitimately think you said in your preview last week, I see Wimberly winning 42 to 14. You almost got it there. So good job. What are your thoughts about this one? Texans versus Brahmas. Oh, this is going to be a doozy. This is 730 Friday over at the field in Pflugerville. Great place for a playoff game, by the way. Um, Belleville's defense only allows 5.4 points a game. Um, Wimberley's offense averages 51 points a game. Something's got to give, right? Yeah. Um, I, I At the end of the day, look, I I, I think uh, DJ Sanders, defensive tackle slash defense bend for Belleville, creates enough havoc uh, for Wimberley's offensive line that is going to make Cody Stover kind of a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, but I think, you know, Wimberly might be able to move the ball just a little bit. Oh, I Chase Carson at running back and then uh, Noah Birdsong and Nolan Wada at uh, receiver. Uh, but so I think they'll be able to move the football. I don't know if they'll put a lot of points up. I, I think it, a lot of it comes down to actually the Texan defense. How are they going to, just stop the three-headed monster in the running backs, D.D. Murray, Sam Renicki, and Corian Hood. Well, first off, damn you, because that was supposed to be my big. I want to tell you, this is going to be about Wimberley's defense, because it will be. Um, I, I think Wimberley will move the ball on Bell, but Wimberley's too good offensively to not move the ball. Situationally, um, but I, I think there's still times when Wimberley can't move the ball. Like through the year or in this game? In this game. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that they score forty points or anything. Um, I, but I do think that they can. I think that they can put pressure on Belleville's off or defense maybe more than what Belleville has seen this year, um, because they they're not gonna. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm pulling up their schedule right now. They haven't. I mean, Cameron Yo might be the closest to the just style of offense. I'm not saying the talent, but but when you look at who they've played through the year. Uh, Navasota, Lamar, Columbia, Roy, Brookshire Royale, Sealy, Sweeney, West Orange Stark, Madisonville. None of them have the offensive scheme style that that Wimberly does. And, and I think that will and get Wimberly is big and physical. Dude, that, up front. That, I, and I think I texted you that that night. The, I, I don't know why. Maybe because I hadn't seen Wimberly in, a, in person in a couple years. But I don't know why I was so just, holy crap, they're big. Like, I don't know why. Maybe, again, seeing them against Carthage in the state champion, that kind of warps your view sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but they're big. They're physical. Uh, yes, so is Belleville. And I, I do think Belleville ends up winning this game. But I do not think this is Belleville Silsby or even Belleville Jasper. I, I think this is a 35 to 28 type of game. I think at the end of the day, though, I could see uh, I could see Belleville getting the ball with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter and just not giving it up and just 
you know, dragging Wimberley down and grinding them down into that 35 to 28 game. I think Belleville wins this by 14 points. I, I could see that. I, I mean, with their yeah. offense and their defense, if that defensive line's winning the day, uh, you, you might as well just go ahead and it's over. And, and Jasper did a decent job early, but at the end of the day, just like the running game for Belleville, eventually that Belleville defensive line will wear you down. I do want to give a shout out to our Wimberley fan who listens, Michael Dye. He was telling me today how he feels like Wimberley's going to win state. And that's the great thing. And, and this is not a knock on Carthage. We love Carthage. But the great thing is when a team like Carthage gets beat, everybody else in this bracket woke up Sunday going, okay, we really have a chance to win state now. It's not a, oh, we have a puncher's chance or, oh, if, no, we legit, I mean, every team, even Glenn Rose yeah. is practicing right now thinking we have a true chance to possibly win state. Right. Does, uh, does your boy need anything to say before we go? Because we're almost done. Probably not. Uh, okay, Co uh, you're not supposed to answer immediately. Well, I mean, I don't know. What do you want me to say, Terry? You want me to pick um, Wimberley over Belleville? Because I will if you dare me to. Oh, what did Coach X say? Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna read, but whatever Coach X says. Thank you, Playoff Tree. I forgot to read his uh, thing, and we know how pissy he gets. His uh, significant other, or I call him, he calls her wife. I call her Coach X's sister, you know, whatever. She says, man, when we leave his words off, he gets crying. She has to change the diaper, bottle of whiskey. It's just really sad. So here you go, Coach X. Uh, wait, where is it? Oh, here we go. Wimberley versus Belleville. Hey, Gilmer, we appreciate you beating Carthage because now you, now that you did that, Everybody thinks we're going to win state. That gummy, <laughs> literally what I just said. And not y'all crazy how that works. Sincerely, Belleville Brahmas. Man, I hate picking against the Texans because I am one, but I think I'm going to have to do that. Belleville wins and then takes on the team that beats the team that everybody said would beat them and will somehow be the favorite in the game. Kind of like Alabama being the four seed and being favored over the one seed. That is true. As soon as, as soon as the playoff tree came out and Alabama was fourth, I, I even told you, I was like, well, Texas is playing Alabama in the championship game. Nobody has any trust over them. Uh, good, good little section from coach X. So, so does. Well, first of all, I think Florida state got totally screwed, but we're not there right now. We're not going to talk about that, but Mike, you know, Norbell, he was right, man. They got totally screwed. Undefeated, power five team. Don't look at me that way, Terry. I will turn these lights off. What, what, wait, 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 what? <laughs> okay, first off, what does that mean? Well, I mean, my little blinking lights, I'll turn off, and then maybe I'll snuff the life out of you, too. I can do it. I'm a big tree. Well, maybe I'm a foot and a half, but it's only because I got cut down to be on a table in a third-rate podcast, but that being said, I want to say that Coach X picked Belleville. I'm going to say this. If Wimberley wins, Coach X and you both owe me dinner. And let me say, you think it's an easy thing to take me to dinner? I eat a lot of fertilizer. And none of that organic stuff. I'm tired of people putting chicken poop in my fucking... Oops. Wow! We're going to leave it right there. Co uh, tree doing what coach X does and, and getting in trouble. I hope you can 
bleep that. Oh, no, it's too late now. It's gone out. C- can I yep. ask you something? Yeah. Sure. The, the, does playoff tree know that he's plastic? Like he's not real. None of this is real. I don't know. I touched him and there was some kind of energy in there. What do you want to know? Real or not real? I don't know. Come at me, bro. Why is it me against everybody now all of a sudden? I don't know. I, I, I'm not against well, you. I, I just... You I, just called me plastic. You, you are, buddy. You, is you your mama plastic? You're as plastic as a blonde in the 1980s Dallas. You're, you're plastic, buddy. We're well, going mean, That's kind of... All women in Dallas and Houston, Austin, San Antonio are plastic. Uh, uh, the great Mike Reiner used to say, the cocaine, cocaine and boob crowd. Anyway, that is going to do it for what has been a long and tedious class, uh, our state semifinals show. All right, so I do have a couple things we need to talk about next week. We will not have a traditional sideline to sideline show. Uh, we do a pregame show for each state championship game, and so we will mix our picks into that. We'll also have Matt Diggs on that show, maybe Brett Sweeney of any NETSN. We're going to have a lot of coaches. Uh, I know uh, Holiday's head coach, Kyle Atwood, is going to join us for that and all that kind of stuff. So don't we won't be having a traditional show. You'll see the first uh, sideline-to-sideline show go up Wednesday morning for the – is it 2A Division Two this year that's on Thursday or I, Wednesday? They always alternate. Uh, anyway, whichever one it is, that's when you'll see the first sideline to sideline. It'll be part of the pregame show. Do you have anything you want to like to add? No, sir. All right. And also, we're going to be doing watch parties for the state championship games. I'll be here in studio. We'll have some guests on during that. Intern Noe from Outdrank to Coverage is going to join me for Friday's two 4A games. Uh, we're just going to do like we do on our Monday night football stuff where we just kind of sit and watch the game and talk about it. And y'all come in and chat with us and all that kind of fun stuff. We want to thank everybody. This is our official last studio, full-on studio show of 2023, and it's been just an absolute blast. We were kind of nervous making all the changes we did, and and, and I think it's been amazing, and we've got so many great things that we have did here on L4 Media, and we've got so many great things we're going to do for 2024, realignment and all that. It's going to be a blast. Until next time, he's Grant. I'm Terry. This has been – oh, and that's playoff plastic tree, and this is – Coach X, and we love them even if we don't. But until next time, this has been Sideline to Sideline, the Class 2A, 3A, and 4A show brought to you by SI Design and Printing right here on L4 Media. I'm running every red line.